Welcome to the Empowered Mama Project. I'm your host, Michelle Trent, fitness expert, athlete, coach, self-love and food freedom advocate, and most importantly, mom. This podcast is for you if you're looking for health, healing, and empowerment through your journey. So join me each week as we discuss topics ranging from health, fitness, motherhood, and everything in between so that you can learn how to break free from those limiting beliefs and live the empowered life that you are meant to live. Welcome back to the Empowered Mama Project. I am so excited to be back and giving you guys tips, tricks, and inspiration to make your journey through motherhood a little bit easier. I am just finishing up an eight-week semester at school, so the last eight weeks have been a little bit crazy. This semester was a little bit more work-intensive than I thought it would be, so I did have to put a lot of my projects like this one on the shelf for just a little bit, and that's okay. For today's episode, we're going to be talking about balancing motherhood because the number one question I get asked is, Michelle, how do you do it? And the answer is easy to understand, but maybe a little complicated to put into practice. And I get it. As a single mom, as a student, a small business owner, a personal trainer, somebody who trains jujitsu and works out all the time, life can get pretty chaotic sometimes. And I want to preface the answer to this question with this. One of the main reasons that I am the way that I am right now is because I spent four long years in a pretty intense healing journey. And this healing journey has helped me change my perspective. It helps me manage my triggers. It helps me listen to my body a little bit better. And it helped me learn all of the things that I'm trying to put into this podcast. So does that mean that you have to go through an intense four-year healing journey? No, that is what this podcast is for. So I just wanted to say that because as I'm going through all of the things that I've learned, I want you to realize that if you don't get it right on the first try, or if you're not that great at setting boundaries, or you're not that great at um, letting stuff go, that's okay. It took me a long time to learn how to do these things. So don't beat yourself up if you don't get it right on the first try. With that being said, let's talk about how I balance motherhood with everything else. So to start off, I want to answer the question, Michelle, how do you do it all? And the answer to that question is this, I don't do it all. There's a famous quote, or there's multiple quotes that are similar, that say, you can have it all, just not all at once. And I live and die by that quote. And believe me, as an adult with ADHD, this is one of the hardest concepts I have had to accept as a mother. If I could do everything all at once right now in this moment, I would. But it's just not possible. You have to pick and choose what is most important for that time. And different periods of your life are going to require different versions of you. And it's going to require you to focus on different things. So for instance, these last eight weeks were really time intensive with school. So school made its way to the top of my priority list. And some of my other projects that I'm working on, I just had to push pause on that. And that's okay. One of the things that I had to give up in order to live a happy life as a mom is my perfectionist type A control freak behavior. I truly used to live in the all or nothing mentality. And in my 20s, that seeped into every single aspect of my life, from keeping my house clean, to going to school, to my business, to working out, to eating healthy. I was resigned to the fact that if I couldn't give it 100% and do it 
perfect the first time, then I might as well not do it at all. And what did that leave me with? That left me with a messy house that would get out of control. That left me not going to school because I couldn't focus all of my energy on going to school. That left me with a thousand unfinished projects. And I realized after becoming a mom through some trial and error during his first year of life that I could not continue to live this way. It was just not going to serve me well as a single mother. So now let's talk about what does serve me well as a single mother. So as moms, we all understand that being a mother is our top number one priority. So we can just go ahead and push that one out of our mind because we understand that we are balancing motherhood with everything else. So number one priority, being a mom, we've got it. So after the priority of motherhood, I have a running list of all of the things I have going on and all of the things that I would like to achieve. And I look at the list and I figure out what is most important and what is most feasible for the time that I'm in. So for instance, after being a mom, my personal training clients take top priority because you know, they're the most important part of my business. Then after that, if I'm in school, that comes in high on the priority list, then jujitsu and working out, taking care of my health. These are all things that are really incredibly important to me. So they end up really high on the list. And so when I'm not in school, some things get bumped up or some things get pushed into the space for school. And that's how that works. So I'm constantly looking at my list and revising it. And it's ever evolving depending on what is happening in my life. So this requires a lot of discernment, and if you're a mom who has a lot going on, it is really important that you are meticulous with where you put your time and focus, because not everything is high up on that priority list. And that actually leads me into my next point. One of the most important aspects of me managing my life is having boundaries. I have boundaries for everyone and everything in my life. I have boundaries for my family, my friends, my clients, my ex-husband, my child, and most importantly, I have boundaries with myself. Having these boundaries means that I had to give up some of my old people-pleasing habits, but the result is that it saves me so much time and mental energy. For instance, one of the boundaries that I've set is with my business and my personal training clients. And this has nothing to do with them and everything to do with me. I used to be available 24-7 for my clients. And if they asked me to write them an extra workout or send them something, I would drop whatever I was doing and try to get that done for them. But this left me in a constant state of like being on for my clients, which eventually led me to like burning out and just feeling like overwhelmed all the time. So then that affected my performance as a trainer. But now because I've put in the boundary of, oh, it might take me 24 to 48 hours to get that thing to you. That allows me to stay fresh and that allows me to really pour more into my clients, which will ultimately get them better results. Another example of this is with my friends. I'm a pretty introverted person, but one of my goals right now in life is to build up my friendships and just be a better friend. But that doesn't mean that I always have the brain space or the emotional space to be able to help them if they're having problems. So one of the things that I really like to do is, you know, if I have an issue and I go to them, I will ask them, hey, do you have a minute to talk to me? And if they say no, then I carry on about my business. But the same goes for them. If they come to me um, 
and they have an issue and they, you know, need to speak to me, I will either say, yeah, let's hear it, which most of the time I do have the space for them. But sometimes I do have to say, hey, I have a lot going on right now. I don't really have the space for you. Can I call you tomorrow or can we talk about this tomorrow? And you know what? That was one of the hardest boundaries I've ever had to set because I love my friends and I want to take care of my friends, but I also really have to take care of myself and my energy so that I can be a better friend to them in the long run. One of my favorite quotes about boundaries is from Brene Brown, and she says, Daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves, even when we risk disappointing others. And as moms, whether you're married or single, whether you work or whether you stay home, having boundaries literally saves our lives. It saves our mental health. It saves us from having to overextend ourselves like society wants us to do. In all the chaos that comes with being a single working mother, having boundaries is one of the most important things that keeps me grounded. It allows me to be a better person across the board. It allows me to be a better friend, a better entrepreneur, and it most importantly allows me to be a better and more present mom to my son. Another boundary that I set is with myself, but this actually moves me into my next point. I am constantly and consistently listening to my body. I am always doing mental check-ins and taking inventory of what's happening throughout my body on a daily basis. By taking this inventory of my body, it allows me to assess if I'm overextending myself or if I'm burned out or if I'm on the verge of burnout, and it allows me to dictate whether I need to rest or whether I need to push on the gas a little bit more. This process helps me mitigate my ADHD symptoms. With ADHD, you have periods of high energy and you have periods of burnout. Because I'm able to listen to my body and know what my cues are, I can see burnout coming before it happens, whereas before, I used to just crash land into it and it would be horrible and it would last for weeks and I was barely able to function. But now that I can listen to my body and I know the signs of when burnout is coming, I am able to put things into place that help me from completely crashing and burning. And these things that I put into place are called non-negotiables. Non-negotiables are things that you do every single day without fail to keep you moving forward. And if you're into the health and fitness space, you might know that term and you might know what non-negotiables are. But as somebody who experiences long periods of burnout and low energy, I like to live by what I call the hierarchy of non-negotiables. I actually made a video about the hierarchy of non-negotiables for my Heal Girl Habit series that I did for social media a little while back. And I'm also going to upload the video to YouTube. So if you guys need a visual representation of what I'm talking about, you can go check it out there. But for now, we're going to talk about it and we're going to talk about how I use a pyramid to talk about non-negotiables. So when people go through low energy phases of their life, they have a hard time sometimes doing even the most basic tasks like brushing your teeth or washing your face or brushing your hair or doing the dishes. So saying that you're going to do all of these big things every single day, like drinking 100 ounces of water or making sure that you're getting 150 grams of protein, those seem really, really, really big and impossible when you hit a low energy phase. So with the hierarchy of non-negotiables and the pyramid model that I'm talking about, on the bottom of the pyramid are two or three things that you can do even in your low energy phase 
that can keep you moving forward. And this could be as simple as brushing your teeth or doing the dishes or washing your face. And that is enough to keep the momentum going so that you don't become completely stagnant in your life. These small, basic, non-negotiables help keep you from getting stuck in a cycle where you let things pile up and pile up to the point where they overwhelm you. And because you don't get stuck in this cycle where you are completely overwhelmed and feel like you cannot face these tasks, you're actually able to move out of the low energy zone a lot faster. And then when you move out of this low energy zone, that's where the second level of the hierarchy of non-negotiables comes in. That's where the middle of the pyramid comes in. You can then add maybe one more task or maybe two more tasks to your non-negotiables so that you can then build on that momentum that kept you going in this low energy phase. And then when you start moving into a higher energy period, you can add one more thing to the top of the pyramid so that you can have four or five things that you do every single day that keep you moving forward in different aspects of your life. One of the very last things I want to talk about in this episode and one of the biggest hurdles that I had to overcome in my journey as a single mom is asking for help. As moms, whether you're a single mom or stay-at-home mom or married or you're working, we hold the world in our hands and we successfully keep it all together 99.9% of the time. But this often leaves us feeling super burnout and super unappreciated and like we are the last on the list. One of the most important lessons that I had to learn as a mom, as a you know independent tough chick who did it all by myself was that I sometimes will need help. I'm a single mom. There's no way for me to do it all. So again, that goes back to my answer. I don't do it all. Sometimes I need help. And sometimes the help that I need is literally just a shoulder to cry on because the weight of being a single mom is too much sometimes. For whatever it is that I need, the lesson is this. I now know that the people who love me and cherish me and enjoy my friendship do not see me as a burden. Just like the people who love and cherish you don't think that you are a burden. As the woman who makes the world go round, you deserve the love and support and the space that you need to be the best version of yourself. If you stayed this long, thank you so much. And I just want to leave you with this. Even though these concepts are simple enough to understand, they are deeply ingrained in our lives and our personalities and our bodies and our minds. And being able to implement them might take some time. Being able to set boundaries or let go of perfectionism didn't happen overnight. I failed time and time again when attempting to change my life. So if you are trying to implement some of these changes and you don't get it right on the first try or it's difficult in the beginning, that's okay. Just keep moving forward and keep walking down the path because eventually you are going to find yourself in a better place. <laughs>